With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. What is up, Action Fanatics? All right, this is... uh, this is new to me. This is it's uh, it's fifty uh, one year old's bedtime, and he's doing a podcast. Actually, starting a podcast. Super excited! This is our Big Ten, Big Twelve preview. Obviously, we're talking about uh, men's team handball in uh, the two Midwestern. Wait a minute, college football um, stuck on the Olympics. If you bet on the Olympics, like me, you are a true degenerate. So give yourself a pat on the back and. Uh, maybe uh, make a deposit in your DraftKings account like I had to do after betting the Olympics. So welcome back fanatics. Glad to be here. A lot of cool things going on and it's really starting with this episode. Um, Before I get into letting you know, who's going to join us. uh, I'm looking at a screen. I've got three other individuals here. Can't wait to introduce them, but I'd be remiss if I didn't mention wild rose casino. Obviously, you know, I love the place Clinton, Jefferson, Emmitsburg, uh, three great locations in Iowa. The DraftKings Sportsbook is phenomenal up there. And the people, listen, the people make everything. I learned that from my dad. It's about who you work with and who you work for. I've got a great group. I'm going to introduce you on this podcast. So I'm excited about that. But when you go up to these casinos, it's the people, man. Travis Dwarak is probably one of the best guys you'll ever meet. He's a true Iowan. Um, he's worked for Wild Rose for 15 years. He's done a heck of a job uh, with the sports book up there in Jefferson, which is an easy 55-minute drive from Des Moines. Um, and that DraftKings Sportsbook is awesome up there. You obviously, they have Bat Rivers as well. I know they've got a third one coming. So um, when we talk about lines and everything like that, we're going to be hitting on the, the uh, DraftKings line. So without further ado, I want to introduce you all to – Somebody you probably just meet for the first time. His name is Ted Flint. Uh, he is at Ted Flint, Kansas. Um, you all probably have known Ted a hell of a lot longer than you've known me. Ted is a, a social media legend. He loves unders, and he lives somewhere close to a Tucky in Iowa. Uh, that's southeast for those of you that are transplants here to Des Moines. So, Ted Flint, you and I had never met until – Two nights ago. Welcome, yeah. my friend. Yeah, I, I believe that Williams has me on a pod-by-pod contract basis yes. for this fall. It is based he, on swear words. Yes. Yes. Uh, I, I got a stern warning from him about if I was going to be joining the podcast that Siphonac to watch my language. You know, I am the the first ever person to drop a, a swear word on a Cyclophonac podcast back when I guessed it on the seniors of Rob Gray and Stansberry like five years ago. <laughs> 
And they didn't even hear me. Like someone texted me, like after it came, they're like, you know, you said that, right? And I'm like, uh, no, but yes, I love unders. I'm a two, true degenerate. Uh, I will bet on about anything. I have many favorite Australian rules football teams. It's an amazing game to watch. You should start watching it. It's at like 11 o'clock on Fridays on FS2 and one. It's better than the real football. I'm telling you right now, it's fun and exciting. You should watch more of it. Sydney Swans, a.k.a. the Murder Birds. Are the my Murder Birds. <laughs> are my favorite team. But, yeah, I, yeah, I figure, you know, Todd and has his other guests. He needs a true degenerate that will just bet a random <laughs> Max game on a Wednesday because he's bored. So that's what I'm bringing to the table. Only follow my bets if you have a strong liver. Oh, my God. The king of black velvet. No, Ted, I have drunk dialed before. So I have met Ted before. I mean, great content. Uh, wide right natty light, the tailgate society. You're, you just, I mean, Ted's a legend. You guys know him if you're, especially if you're a Cyclone fan. So, um, we're going to have a blast this year. I mean, Ted and I are going to do kind of podcasts, all things football. And sometimes we'll have great guests like we do tonight. Sometimes it'll just be he and I get used to it. Chris will feather his way in. I think I've said this before, but it's, I'd be remiss if I didn't say it again. I wouldn't be doing this if it weren't for Chris and, and Ross, really. Um, they took a chance on a, an idiot who was coaching their, I uh, was coaching Ross's son. I'm like, dude, gambling's coming. And I've been gambling my whole life. Like my family owns casinos. I need to do a freaking show. Get me on the radio. And, uh, they took a chance on me a couple of years ago. So I'm excited. Um, all right. So Ted, you know, as we cover big 12, big 10, because of DraftKings and and all this stuff, I got to meet a couple people. So big 10 first. Uh, Todd Bromel Camp is also here. Uh, Todd is a DeWitt native, right? Am I, did I get that right? Yeah, I think, uh... dude, I think that's right off the interstate. Like to me, Quad Cities is a drive-through city, so it's up off the right. Is that? Am I getting that? Kind by Clinton, you, uh, directly west of Clinton. So I'm very familiar with the Wild Rose in Clinton on the west edge of town. Probably in about 15, 20 minutes away there. So spent spent plenty of time there. Now, did you go to Iowa? I did. Oh, you're breaking up. What? No, I'm I kidding. Um, <laughs> so, no, Todd's uh, Todd is an Iowa grad. Uh, it's is it K or W G Y M up in uh, Cedar Rapids? K G Y M. You got your own show. K to the west of the Mississippi. W to the east. Seriously, who knew that? Raise your hand. Who knew that? Did you know that? Of course. K West. TV's the same way, right? Unless you're at WOI. Do you have to say that every time you introduce the station? Like I'm sometimes. Kidding. I'm I'm, sometimes. I'm I'm done talking. I'm quitting. You do? Quitting, yes. Five minutes in. Dude, it's the gym. Come on, Ted. I'm quitting five minutes in. Ted's out. He went on mute. Uh, I wish you all could see this. Maybe we'll do some video. But Todd's got his own show um, in the afternoons. It really basically runs the same time Sports Fanatics does. And, uh, Shoot, man. Uh, we Todd's got to stay together. How long have you been covering Hawkeye football? Uh, 20 years. Nice. And, and doing radio for 10. So you love know, we, it. We, uh, we used to love having Chris on with us, and we lost him when he started his show because <laughs> yeah. of the time overlap. So he can, always, he can always step out. I mean, a good guy just step out, <laughs> do, you know, do your show, then come back in. I mean, come on. <laughs> Now, where I'm excited to have Todd. So Todd and I met through the uh, um, puck drops here contest that DraftKings, Matt Rivers did. 
total degenerate content. Betting Stanley Cup playoff hockey is. Yeah. Wait, where was my invite for this? Hello, Dude, I'm John. You could have had mine. Here's the thing: the freaking Toronto Maple Folds. Uh, I guess there's this history. Like all they do is fold. Like in the NBA, you're like, oh, nobody loses three one down. LeBron's like, whatever. I'll show you this. Toronto does it all the time. I, I didn't know. So what do I, they're up 3-0. I bet all my money on the way out the door and the worst team in the playoffs beat a Montreal. And they, <laughs> they rode that sucker all the way to the, the Stanley cup finals and lost. But yeah, believe me, you didn't want that misery. Uh, you just heard him. Our big 12 expert. Yes. I'm calling people experts. Uh, I'm, I have a lot of anticipation. I'm sure. John Schaefer. John is uh, from the mean streets of Polk Boulevard here in Des Moines, went to Roosevelt High School, uh, somehow found his way. Are you guys the bison? No, we were North Dakota. We were the fighting Sioux while I was The there. fighting Sioux at that time. So hockey, you're big into John's a hockey guy, uh, golfer, went up to North Dakota, stayed there after school, uh, worked in TV, um, then he decided, well, I'm just going to, if I'm coming back to Moines, I'm going to do what Keith Murphy did. I'm going to start at WOI and try to work my way up. Right. Yeah, exactly. You know, just a younger, better looking, more hair Keith Murphy version. You know, much, that's all I am. Yeah. Much bigger, much funnier. <laughs> I don't know about that. Keith, Keith got me on the wit, but I got him on the looks. We're settled there. <laughs> We're fine. Do you guys remember uh, Jeff Vime for at the WHO? No. Does anybody? Oh man. He introduced this thing where in the back of him was the green screen. It was called Bime's Big Board on sports. That was a big deal, man. I love Jeff Bime for Yeah, so, shoot, John Walters. I worked for the Iowa Cubs, just to get a little uh, background, 94. Keith was at WOI. John was at TV8. And I think Heather Burnside was down there for 13 at the time. And Randy Peterson was covering for the register. So my, my introduction into uh, the sports personalities of Des Moines was as a 24 year old. And it's so cool to see where everybody's come and um, gone to, you know, and look at me, I have nothing to do with it. Obviously I'm just a sales guy, but they've all done really well. So, all right, so let's get to it. Um, I'm a story guy. You can tell. Uh, I told you my dogs at one point would bark. So the dogs are barking at the podcast. That's a good thing. I'm a little um, nervous. The other Todd has a pin. Is he going to be like, like keeping us like our records? Is he going to make fun of us later in the season? Like I'm a, yes. I'm a procrastinator. I'm still doing my homework as we're, <laughs> as we're doing the show here. So homework. If, if you need help, <laughs> Iowa plays Indiana to start. I'm just going to go there. Um, the number is four. I do know that. Yeah, there you go. There you go. We'll, we'll hit on that. Um, let's start with the Big Ten. And uh, uh, obviously, I want, want Todd to kick it off and, and uh, give his take. Uh, but before we do that, we'll hit Ted and, and John. Just kind of give your overall um, take on the conference. Just just from a high-level view. So, for instance, for me, Ohio State, I think, is ob is obvious team to beat. However, they got a new quarterback, so really, who knows? I'm really interested in the West more than I am the East. I think a lot of people are thinking Penn State is this up-and-comer. Um, and Indiana, obviously, with Penix, he may be the best quarterback in, in the league. Uh, so there is some intrigue out East, but – you know, between uh, between Iowa and Wisconsin in the West, 
I think it's a, I think it's a two horse race. So Ted, what do you, when you look at the big 10, give me Ted's perspective this year, just overall in football. As, as I'm looking at it right now, um, if I was like the, the team that I'm going to bet on, if I'm going to bet on the, are we doing this already, but it's Northwestern. Like how can, like every time Northwestern has an over under, I'm going to bet the over. They always, I mean, this year's like the s- s- scariest one, right? No, no. Six and a half. Like everybody does that. Everybody says that every year. Like, do you realize Northwestern? Here's my take on it. They did it last year. They've lost. Northwestern's never had a guy drafted in the first round in the, in the NFL draft. They had two this year, their talent level. I think this is a cupboard cleaning. Just my take. Yeah. I no, They're definitely, I don't know. I mean, they're going to beat Iowa. They always beat Iowa. No offense, other Todd. That's true. That's true. They they don't sign my paychecks. You can say anything you want about it. I'm just not going to attempt it. I'm just going to call you other ticks. I know if I try and pronounce your last name, I'm going to murder it. So I'm just going to avoid it. All right, Ted. I want to talk you out of it. You got Northwestern. That's kind of a darling. I mean, uh, in the way. What about the East? You got you got any perspective? Are you looking at that division? I think I'm just thinking the Indiana under because I love I love home field uh, clothing, but I just. Indiana fans are kind of mean to Cyclone fans last year, and I hold a grudge. So, just gonna take the under out spite because that's how I roll. I told you I have like no rhyme or reason. And if home feels listening to this, I apologize. You sponsored me a few times. Your great T-shirts. It's just I don't I don't like your fans. They're mean. And I'm taking the under. Your Indiana is the most overrated team last year. Didn't beat a single team with a winning record. I guess Iowa didn't either. That's a different story. Also, they like won the Fiesta Bowl and they didn't beat anyone. They literally barely beat Penn State, right? And Penn State won like three games last year. I mean, it's a great play. Love the final play, but like Indiana is easily the most overrated team in the Big Ten this year, in my yeah, opinion. Yep. Yep. They do. But it's the one thing I like about Indiana is Penix is good, but I'm with you. They they didn't beat much. Well, John, what do you think of overall kind of that high level view of the Big Ten as we go in? For for me, I, I'm kind of with you there. I think uh, Ohio State's kind of the, the team to beat. Penn State might be an up-and-comer. To Indiana's point, definitely don't take the over. I mean, just looking through their schedule, they got Cincinnati Week 3, who's a top-10 team, at Penn State, at home against Ohio State. They're at Michigan. There's a lot of losses in their schedule for Indiana. So avoid them. Hawkeyes, I think, you know, actually might win the Big Ten West from my vantage point. I think they get a lot of experience back this year. If that offensive and defensive line really show up, I mean, Todd can probably hit on this more, but if they show up, this team's going to be scary good. They'll test Iowa State week two. It's not going to be a throwaway game week two by any means. It never is. Um, But I I like Iowa out of the West. I like Ohio State out of the East. I think Michigan still ends up in the doldrums of the Big Ten just because Michigan is – doomed from the get-go every year so that's kind of where i sit right now so you have iowa going up to camp randall on halloween yeah and winning that game bring it i've seen crazier things mark it down todd you got your pin out i'll write it right now i'll even give you a, i'll give you a score 11 7 yeah it's my kind of score i was i that's like iowa state at nebraska right there <laughs> change the program all right yeah. let's bring them in He's been sitting there. I just grinding his teeth. Uh, he's already through his second pen now, Ted. I noticed. Uh, <laughs> all right, Brommel Camp. What do you got in the Hawks, man? What are they talking about over there? What are you guys talking about? What are callers coming in and saying? Well, it's uh, it's Iowa, so it's all about the quarterback. 
It's yes. all about Spencer. It's all about Spencer Petrus. And I, I, I'm a big believer in him. I think he's going to have a, a really strong year. He got off to a rough start last year. The whole team did losing the first two games. And last year was, I mean, last year with conference only, I mean, it was just a, I don't think you can go by much of, of last year when you're handicapping things here, but they will be as good as Spencer Petrus allows them to be this year. And defensively, I think they've got a shot to be really good, especially in the linebackers and the defensive back uh, core. Unders, Iowa unders, going to be a, a very strong play. As a matter of fact, I'm looking at that 48 and a half in week one when yes. Indiana it's a high number. comes to town. Uh, uh, that, that and that Nebraska-Illinois week one is 66 is a real high number. Like, yeah. Yeah, those two teams are both trash. I, I, I'll share my thought. Illinois, I like Brett Bielema. I've known him a long time. I don't know if the cupboard was completely bare there. He, they'll have one game this year where they surprise somebody. I don't know if it's going to be week one against Nebraska. I, who doesn't love hating on Nebraska? I would love to see them lose in week one. But that's a lot of points yeah. in week one. You got about Illinois Benny. with a new offense and – Nebraska, which just hasn't really shown much of anything, but I, I think we'll get into the rest of the Big Ten shortly. But I, Iowa, defensively, I know they uh, offensively they want to be a little bit more well-rounded this year. Uh, Tyler Goodson's a tremendous running back. Awesome. Their offensive line can stay healthy. I think they've got a shot to maybe score more than twenty points a game. Of course, the offensive line isn't healthy right now. They lost a guy to a hay bailing accident, which is something that only Midwestern teams can probably ever. I, I said, I've been doing this 20 years. I've never dealt with a guy who had a hay bailing accident before, but Kyler shot is going to miss week one against Indiana. Uh, he told me he would love to be back week two against Iowa state. I don't know whether he, whether he will or not. So that's a, that's a storyline to keep an eye on. Justin Britt is filling in for him and Tyler Linderbaum, all American center. It's Iowa. You know, Iowa is going to have a strong offensive line. The question last several years has always been the offense. The defense shows up, keeps them in ball games, low scoring. Uh, We'll, we'll see how things play out, but the general sense, and I wasn't there on Saturday when they had the kids day open practice, but the general sense was the offense looked better than the defense. And that never happens never. early in the years. Take it with a grain of salt, but I, I think they will be strong defensively and we'll find out right out of the, you play a big 10 team right out of the gate and you play a top 10, top 15 non-conference team on the road. We'll know a lot about this team two weeks into the season. So tell me if I'm stupid, Todd, like Petrus struggled last year and he didn't have any crowds anywhere. Like, am I, is this just my simple P brain being like, he's going to struggle because now he's going to be playing in front of 50, 60,000 home, 60,000 away. Like I feel like if you're struggling with no one in the stands, put people in the stands, it might be a little more difficult. I, I think it goes back to my point about not being able to use last year I know that's what I'm saying. I'm sorry. Go ahead. But you know, so last year, you're right. You have this is a completely different animal this year because you're playing in front of crowds. 
you're going, I mean, it's very different to, you know, his first start was on the road in West Lafayette. Well, there was nobody there. You're going to, his first true road game with a, with a crowd is going to be a Jack Trice stadium. I would be <laughs> lying if I could sit here and tell you how he's going to react to that. So I think that's a really valid point. And I think it's one that you have to look at a, a lot of teams around the country that have situations like Iowa, where you have a, a quarterback who first year starter had the benefit of, of playing in empty stadiums. But he also didn't get the uh, benefit of a spring crack or spring camp. And a summer camp, a true. Summer. I mean, remember yeah. this time of last year, Big Ten was still saying we're not playing. Yeah, I mean, they were so out. I think it, circumstances last year were so bizarre. And then Todd, I think you kind of hit on that, though. I just wanted to throw that out there. And I think, you know, the general sense, I would not be surprised if Iowa throws some young guys out there early on. Mm-hmm. You know, they they have played around with the the rule where you can play four, uh, four games now and still maintain your red shirt. And then COVID kind of blew that up. Cause then everybody gets an extra year. And, but I guys like Arlen Bruce and, and Brody Brecht, their names were coming up at media day. Yep. So I think if they can play, they're going to be out there on the field this year. And that's another a great there. Iowa right now is sort of an enigma to me. And I'm really interested in that Indiana game cannot get here fast enough because I would love to see them open up against a, a traditional non-conference opponent, but coming right out of the gate, not only against a big 10 team, but a team that they traditionally struggle with. Indiana is just a bad matchup for them. So uh, this is going to be a great week one barometer on where this team's at. Yeah, I can't, uh, I don't know. it's such a tough year because I think the central Iowa, we get enough, we get Hawk talk, but we're not like you, Todd, like you said, I mean, I think it's maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but what would you say your average audience is Hawkeyes to Cyclones and CR? Uh, I would say probably uh, 65. uh, I was told there would be no math. Uh, 65, 35. Um, you obviously have that's to... not a, that adds up to a hundred. So that's taking everybody out of the equation. I will say this. I it's more Iowa state than it was 10 years ago when I started doing the radio and it's certainly more Iowa state than it was 20 years ago. Yep. Had, you know, there was the sense that you would see Iowa state fans wearing shirts out in public, maybe on the weekends where they won a game or something. And, and now you see Iowa state stuff all over here in Eastern Iowa. So uh, it, that aspect of the rivalries has certainly grown in the 10 years I've been doing the radio side of things. That's uh, my joke always is. That's why it's easy to find like old school Iowa state memorabilia because it, it never got used, <laughs> you know, it's out there, but it's this Beatrice is everything to this team. Like this is, this is it. Like it's the most important position and it's the one thing you question the most. So like when I did, you know, Iowa state and Iowa's win totals are pretty much the same. Whereas I was at eight and a half. Um, and Ted and I were talking about this. I believe this rings true for Iowa as it does for Iowa state. You'll know if you're going to win that one more for Iowa state than Iowa, but at the Iowa state game. So let's say 
let's say Iowa wins, you're going to have a really darn good shot at, at winning your your eight and a half. You're going to know in the first two games. Same thing with Iowa State. I think more Iowa State loses that game. They're not going to. They're going to land right on nine. You're going to push your bet. Iowa State. Iowa wins that game. I think they're going to do it. But let's just say you're looking at that Iowa or schedule. Indiana, Iowa State. Don't freaking sleep on Kent State, my friend. That's a damn good MAC team. Like, damn good MAC team. Um, they're going to force that that team to run all over the field. Colorado State, I think, is pretty down. But <clears throat> then you got Maryland, which is which is not too bad. Um, Penn State at home, which I really like, and Purdue. It softens up, but that start is tough, man. That's a it's going to be interesting for them to hit eight and a half. If this is like just Iowa, if this is Iowa, I have them going into that Nebraska game needing to win that to cover their their team total at eight and a half. To get and to on, nine? Yeah, to get to nine. So I have them losing to Iowa State. I, I think that's a fair assessment. I, I really do. I think the, the two games, they, they have a decent Big Ten road schedule. It's Maryland, Wisconsin, Northwestern, and Nebraska. They can win at Maryland. I think they can win at Nebraska. They always have trouble in Madison and in Evanston. Yep. So that means you got to take care of business at home. And so you got to beat Indiana. You got to beat Penn State. You got to beat Purdue. You got to beat Minnesota, which uh, PJ Fleck has them as being a pretty tough out at this point. And Illinois, I I would much rather have Illinois in September than in November. I just don't know what they're going to look like. And, and and Brett's teams tend to get better as the season goes on. I know it's year one and their win totals, what, three and a half, four and a half, something like that. They're not expected to do anything, but they need to take care of business. And yeah, I think it's not an oversimplification to say that there's two games at that, that. If you're betting that total hinge on, Yep. One of them is Iowa state and the other one is that Nebraska game. Cause if they lose Iowa state, then they have to go to Nebraska and, and probably win to get to nine. It's going to be a tough road to nine. If they get to nine, they had a, a really good season from an Iowa football perspective. Yep. What is, I think your... anything better than that. And you're talking about unbelievable, like the, anything better than that. They're the, I believe they're going to the championship game and maybe taking out a, in Ohio State, who's got a, and, a young quarterback? They're in the at, at nine. They're in the mix. Yeah, just uh, given the way that everything else would would play out in the West, then at that point. But yep, obviously that Wisconsin game is huge for what they do. Um, all right, well, would you would you bet over eight and a half, Todd? No, nah, I I I would peg them at eight right okay. now, and I. I just, I don't know. Uh, yeah. And I know that sounds like a cop-out. Uh, if it was seven and a half, I would say go go over. They'll find a win somewhere. Uh, there's some question marks on this team, uh, and they have a really brutal start. They could start the year 0-2 again. I and mean, I I think they'll beat Indiana, uh, especially if, if Penix isn't 100% healthy. I don't expect them to beat Iowa State this year, so they're either 1-1, one 
Poor, <laughs> oh, come on. You're just, no, no. no. Your that, poor game's over. I'm not going to believe it. Believe they can Your win. poor boy. Well, no, I, <laughs> no, no, until the game is, I don't think anybody's going to believe it until the game. Is I, over. I've seen them lose horribly the last two years, the two times <laughs> they've played. No, I don't want to, like, no. Like, hey, Ted, if it makes you feel any better, remember Iowa dodged Iowa state last year. All right. They no, were afraid. If, I, I'm on record. If there's no rain in 2018, Iowa state wins going away. Oh, for sure. Oh, if that game, if that game were, if that game were two minutes longer, or three minutes longer, I'm not. I don't believe, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not going to go into the if he catches the punt, they win. I'm just saying if it's just if it's a clean field, and they, they win. have four hours of rain delays, they win that game. Yes. I mean, they're. I mean, the day is really blurry. I was there. They were leading in the first rain delay, right? They were up on the Hawks when the when well they. They ran that trick play with what was it? Lamichael Petway caught the touchdown from Deshante Jones on yeah. the wide yep. receiver pass. And I mean, I don't know. That was a long, long day for me. But that dude, was- that was the best tailgate though, because that game went on forever. <laughs> That's a good a, party. Did you have a good tent. It was a good I, party. I didn't have a good tent, and I got soaked to the bone that day. <laughs> no, nah, I was back at a friend's. I was back in Des Moines <laughs> at a friend's house. <laughs> Oh man, I, I was back at my friend's house watching that game. I, I got tired of being out in the weather. It was awful. Like, well, ob- obviously, Iowa State's got to exercise some demons, but Todd's not betting the over. Ted, you think, dude, if they beat Iowa State, if you think they're going to beat Iowa State, then you're betting over eight and a half. I don't. I don't think they're going to hit eight and a half. I don't. I don't have any. No, even if they I, beat I Iowa State, I, I have zero faith in a quarterback that couldn't do anything when there was no people in the stands. He's going to be able to audible. Away games mark. now, like how's he going to do audibles if there's people yelling at him? But that dude averaged like 85 yards a game last year. Like he went through the ball like six times every game. <laughs> I didn't watch any Iowa games last year. I'm a bad person. I have no idea. That's not, he's not very good. Sorry, that's all I got. <laughs> if you're going to crap on Brock Purdy for not being good last year, and then say Spencer Petrus is the answer for this year, I have no no. <laughs> I don't get it that you're totally dogging Iowa state. Then they're going to lose to that guy. And then I was no, going to lose they're gonna, they're gonna lose to Iowa. Oh, oh can't hear it. All right. <laughs> Big 10. I'm sorry. All right. Shape. What are you doing? You betting over eight and a half. Uh, that's a tough one. Um, probably not. I, I think it ends up being an eight, you know, I kind of like what Todd said. I mean, if they don't get through Iowa state, Again, you're leaning on Black Friday to kind of get you there. And um, inconsistencies, granted, they might shock the world this year. And the wide receivers might be everything that we could dream of. Arlen Bruce, again, Todd brought him up. I watched him at Ankeny. I talked to him last week. I mean, the kid is just a dynamic type of bat or type of, I I guess, utility knife, let's call him, who can do everything out there. So I think he's going to get a lot of reps as the season progresses. You got to remember Tyler Goodson's going to find some holes. The kid's a dynamic back as well. And um, defensively, that secondary is going to be really tough to crack. No one's going to beat him deep this year. So, um, you know, that's the staple of Iowa football. They keep everybody in front of you and they don't give up the big play typically. And if they do, it's one and that's probably a game they lose. So, I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. 
Listen to The Deal on Spotify. My question is is this, too, based on the day and age we're in, and maybe you guys have the perspective I don't, Todd. I'm hoping, I'm hoping you do. Um, how good is their defensive backfield? I th- I th- my co-host thinks they've got a ton of guys that have an opportunity to play at the next level over the next couple of years. It, they, it may be one of the better defensive backfields that, that Kirk has had in, in 20 plus years. And the linebacking core is, is good too. I, there are some questions up front, but like, uh, uh, like he just said, they're not going to get beat deep this year. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, when you play with the ball in front of you, uh, good things tend to happen. And, and that's just, that's Iowa. They ball control and play it between the 35 and the 35 and give up the occasional field goal and uh, the occasional touchdown there and, and get out of town with a 20 to 16 win and call it a day. I'm just not seeing much in the West in terms of, um, you know, quarterbacks that are these super dynamic, you know, throwers of the football, right? Like Illinois, Purdue, Minnesota, nothing. Uh, come on, Adrian Martinez. He's had nine years to prove he's going to do that. Northwestern. I don't, did Northwestern get a transfer in there? Maybe a Clemson transfer. I think they, uh, they announced this week that the, yep. the Clemson transfer It's a five-star Hunter Johnson, former yep. five-star yep. kid out of high, but he had the chance last year to win the job and he, and he didn't. So uh, don't ever sleep on Northwestern. I mean, that's the biggest <laughs> mistake anybody can make. I know. Look at right here, Northwestern. <laughs> Ted, Ted loves them. I know. Well, I do I'm, wish, I'm that, I do wish it was a low. I do wish it was five and a half instead six and a half. But that's about all. I mean, I'm well, up. you got you and Todd both wish these numbers were a freaking point off. Hello, it's Vegas, man. No, They're too good I'm, at this. They're too good. Week to week. Week to week, take unders with Iowa. I think that's kind of okay. the, the gist of it. They I don't scored think a lot of points see... last year, though. Like, I, they're not going to give up a lot this year, though, either. And so when they play good teams, I just don't – I don't know. I don't see them giving up a lot. Maybe week two. Week they, two, what do you think that over-under is going to be set at, Ted? I bet it's 42 to 45. You think so? It'll be low 40s. Okay. It's, I'm all going to hit the under as soon as it comes out because it's going to drop super fast. Like, I don't like betting until Friday night, but that under is going to drop about five points from when it's announced to when it hits kickoff. And then I'm going to take the over come kickoff. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. That's going to be – so 44, what is it, 44 and a half against Indiana? Uh, 48 and a half. 48 and a half, sorry. And you got to think they give more respect to Iowa State's offense than Indiana's offense. You think? Um, dep- yeah, they should, right? I mean – Technically, they should. Uh, Nebraska, Illinois is only a, less than a touchdown over that. So they're, uh, yeah, that's a pretty damn high number. In the Nebraska, Illinois game, you're going to know from the first 10 minutes that under is going to hit because trash teams either do not score or they score like <laughs> 17 points in nine minutes, and you might as well just turn the channel. That's my favorite bet so far. So we're left with Wisconsin. Um, you know, don't sleep on Northwestern. Uh, real quick in the West, uh, can Mertz make a comeback at Wisconsin as a quarterback? Uh, John, I don't know if you follow them much, but what do you think about that kid and, and what can he bring to the table this year? Because he he started out unreal and then he absolutely hit the wall. 
Yeah, to be honest, I don't know. I haven't watched enough on on Wisconsin, really paid much attention this offseason to them, so I can't really dive into it enough. But, I mean, Wisconsin's always going to be the favorite in the Big Ten West. I mean, it's it's such a Wisconsin-loaded conference side of the conference, I'd say, because the East is somewhat competitive. Penn State tends to contend a little bit. Ohio State's still the favorite. But, um, you know, Wisconsin's Wisconsin. I think that offense is still going to be the run-heavy you know, kind of stagnant one we're used to seeing a little bit, but that's just my take. I hate Penn State, by the way. That you, what, are they nine? I'd go under on that. Yes. Yeah, they're nine. I mean, this is how bad the quarterbacks in the Big Ten are. So here's Phil Steele's preseason Big Ten team. Hang on, hang on. First, you, you're taking the under on Wisconsin? No, Penn under State. on Penn State. Penn State. Oh, State. sorry. Graham Mertz is third team. Jake Plummer from Purdue is fourth team, and that follows – Tanner Morgan in Minnesota and Michael Penix at Indiana. So all the quarterbacks are from the West. And I hear I am trash in the West. That's why I want to have good defensive backs, but I'm not seeing it like Penix, but Tanner Morgan, they, they, they've been decimated Minnesota. What do you, I'm not any take the Tad Todd on Minnesota. I mean, I, am I sleeping on the wrong team here? Because I don't, uh, that's a team that I would put in my fade category in in this conference. It would be um, Minnesota and Maryland. Big fade Maryland. I don't like PJ Flex. I don't. I don't care about Minnesota. Well, yeah. you know, get your oars out. I'm looking at I'm looking at DraftKings right now, and I don't think it would be crazy to sprinkle a little bit on Minnesota plus nine hundred to to win the to win the division. Interesting. Uh, they've got Wisconsin as a dollar fifteen favorite, and Iowa plus one ninety, Minnesota plus nine hundred. The thing about the West is every year there's one team that tends to come out of nowhere, and I don't know. I like. I, I'm a big believer in PJ Fleck. I think they've got uh, they've got some guys back there this year, but they are they can go one of two ways really quick. They are either going to be good or they're going to be bad. So I, I wouldn't fault anybody for what is it, seven. I think is the is the total there. Maybe they're a, maybe they're a six win team. Maybe they're beating or maybe they're getting beat by Ohio State and Indianapolis in, in December as the Big Ten West representative. I don't know, but Wisconsin, the worst thing that you can do in the Big Ten West, in my opinion, is play chalk. So I'm looking at Wisconsin. I don't like them as the favorite. Iowa at plus 190, there's not a great value there. So if you're going to take a shot, Minnesota's plus 900, Northwestern's plus 1,500. Minnesota's the only realistic team, in my opinion, to, to sprinkle on there if you're not going to bet the favorite. What's Nebraska at? 1,100. They've got better odds than Northwestern. And Northwestern was the team that uh, – the, the show that was on before me in here in Cedar Rapids the other day, uh, the host uh, was sleeping on Northwestern, and I, I was like, they won the Big Ten West last year. And we do this every year. Yeah. <laughs> I always chastise Iowa fans. Look at Ted sucking in at Ted's loving you, Todd. I always well, we know that they lost chast- everyone, though. They I lost, always like, chastise Iowa fans for acting like it's 1985 still. Yeah, and it's not 1985. Northwestern is never coming back. They are always going to be as long as Pat Fitzgerald is there. They're going to be a tough out. 
Now, it does, does not mean that they're going to win the Big Ten West this year at plus 1,500. But uh, to, to the fact that they have worse odds than Nebraska, get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. You're Ted, what do you like there? Like, just lighting a pile of money on fire at this point. Ted, you look at the West. Who do you, who's your, who's your favorite? Who's your dark horse? Who are you fading? I think Wisconsin is my favorite. And me too. I mean, I don't think anyone beats them. Like I understand they're in a favorite, but who beats them? Yeah. All their tough games are at home. Like, I mean, what's their toughest away game? Yeah. Here, I'll tell you. Is it Minnesota? Maybe like, I know they had Iowa at home, you know, so like, in the league, here's their, uh, they're at Minnesota. So they got Nebraska. They're at Rutgers at Purdue at Illinois. They can't get any easier than that for a road schedule. I mean, maybe they lose in Minnesota. Even if they lose in Minnesota, Minnesota's going to not going to not going to go eight and two. Maybe they will. I don't know. I, I just think this year is the one year like that Wisconsin just runs away in the West. And that's just, I mean, normally it's a rock fight, but I think this year Wisconsin's a lot better, but that's also like my hatred of the team in Eastern Iowa coming through. So no, I hear you. Who's your dark horse. I mean, I'm just going to say Northwestern because everybody think they're shitty. They come back. Oh, sorry. Dude, we can put an E on the podcast. It's totally <laughs> fine. <laughs> so it sounds like, uh, you two have, well, Todd, who do, who do you got? You know, it would be really funny if Nebraska did it this year after all the stuff that's going on in the off season. It'd Don't steal my thunder, man. You two, <laughs> you two guys have Nebraska or Northwestern as your dark horse. Todd, who's your favorite? Look, you know, I said it's it's stupid to bet chalk in the in the Big Ten West. I think Wisconsin's your favorite. Ted okay. laid out a pretty good case. When you look at their schedule, their tough games are at home, and that is a really difficult place to go on the road and win in the Big Ten. So they've got the schedule to do it this year. If Graham Graham Mertz has to have a good season because he, he has so to. He did get Dude. COVID last year, so it's uh, not pretty, I mean, very right? true. Hard to judge last year. I agree with you. It's hard to judge, but man, it, it decimated him in his year. They've got the best defensive coordinator in the Big Ten and Jim Leonard. You know they're going to bring it defensively. Uh, whatever that under is when Iowa and Wisconsin get together, go ahead and bet that down to, to 38, 36 points, whatever. But I, I'll go Wisconsin, but if I'm sprinkling on a dark horse – Give me Minnesota plus nine hundred. You got I'll Minnesota. Sound like an, I'll sound like an idiot in yep. December. No, I like it. We'll give our fade. So I'm Wisconsin. Uh, John will get yours next. I'm Wisconsin is my favorite. Um, love their schedule. It just in and that team. Um, I know we we think Wisconsin Iowa unders. I'm not. I'm not a hundred percent there. Ted knows this. Like every time he wants to bet an under, I'm just going to go opposite. Um, but I'm going with my dark horse and I hate to say it because if you all saw Twitter, that was one of the best tweets I've seen in a long time. Um, Scott Frost top 15 wins at Nebraska and it went to 12. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got Nebraska boys. I got Nebraska. I think, uh, I think this is, uh, this is their time to do something. Uh, it's going to be this year. With Trev Alberts coming in as the AD, uh, there's a new sheriff in town, um, and his name is Reggie Hammond. And uh, I think if Scott doesn't do it, 
he's going to be on the shortest of short leashes and it could be uh it could be a doom run we haven't given our fade on but john real quick who's your favorite who's your dark horse in the west um i i think favorites again got to be wisconsin until someone takes them down i know northwestern won it last year but wisconsin's that perennial power i think wisconsin's the team to win the west um dark horse uh, i'm gonna probably go with with a minnesota i don't trust nebraska i'm sorry i think scott frost is a terrible coach I don't think there's anything about Nebraska that says otherwise. Um, Northwestern, yeah, they're they're kind of that that pain in everyone's side, but this year they've had some turnover there. Purdue doesn't really do anything for me either, and neither does Illinois. So, I mean, I think Minnesota would have to be the dark horse there, uh, kind of like Todd alluded to, just with some of the weapons they have coming back this year. And P.J. Fleck finds a way to make some, make some things interesting. Um, you know, I still like Iowa to compete for it, but I think the dark horse would be Minnesota. I could. All right, we've got a couple of Minnesota. Real quick on the East, and we'll go to the go to the Big Twelve. I know a whole lot of people don't care. Um, we'll just kind of go round round robin of 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 what we're looking about looking at from teams that um, favorite sleepers and really to fade. I'll start. Um, I, I think if uh, this AJ kid at at Ohio State is what they say he is, then um, this is just simply a re reload. It's, it's not a rebuild by any means. Um, their defense has been absolutely scary good for like four seasons. Um, I don't, I feel like they lost more when, um, chase and that team, but their defense was like just as good last year. I love betting a team like them in the first half. I've won more money betting Ohio state first halves than anything. Um, I'm not looking at anything last year, uh, for this team and, and as well as most teams. Um, I think they crush, I think they absolutely crush that division. No question about it. Um, team I'm looking to, uh, fade there is going to be Michigan. Uh, I think they're miserable. I know they've got all these kids, what have you. I'm really Michigan and likely for me, um, there's too much pub on Penn state and they're like the second pick for everybody, but those two, and I think, uh, I think absolutely horrible team. I know everybody's down on Michigan state. I'm just going to ride that train, man. I think Michigan state is awful. Um, not sure in two years, this coach could make a turnaround. I can't think of his name. It came from Colorado. Um, Mel Tucker. Mel Tucker. I think Mel, can do it, but man, they, they absolutely are circling the drain right now. Um, and I think Michigan state will still carry some gravitas. So I think you can get some good ways to bet against them. Shape, what are you thinking on the East? Um, I'm going to go, I, I like your Michigan state fading. Um, you know, they're over under right now is five and the under five is basically paying one-to-one. So I'm taking the under five right there for Michigan state. You look up and down their schedule. I mean, Really, their only wins are going to be Youngstown State, Western Kentucky, and Maryland. Those are like maybe the three I'd guarantee. And then they're going to have to steal one somewhere in there. And I just don't think they have the pieces to do that. So I really like your fading on Michigan State. Um, did, you and, see, did you see they put Western Kentucky as their homecoming game? Uh, no. <laughs> they didn't want a conference smart. opponent. Oh, my gosh. That's so smart on their part. But, yeah, I'd agree. Um, Penn State kind of ride that too. Um, they're going to have their ups and downs. They're probably are the second best team in that conference. Um, and then, you know, out of the East, I, 
you know, the East is just kind of dull for me. I'm not a big fan of the rest of the East. Rutgers, like, who wants to bet Rutgers, period? I, I, I don't know anybody outside of New Jersey that's betting Rutgers. Oh, okay, yeah, you guys love betting Rutgers. We okay. all like Rutgers. I, so I, maybe, I mean, that is maybe I need to listen to you guys a little bit more on this. Stuff uh, I'm betting that over. Three and, a half, three and a half wins, they're getting that over. Chiano's three, back. Three and a half wins, you really think so? Oh, Dude, oh. Rutgers is better than there's Rutgers one guy that can yeah, two wins in their division. They're gonna lose to Temple week no. one. They're Call gonna it. be they're gonna be three and zero before you know it. Real Mitchell, I'm telling you right now, former Iowa State quarterback at Temple. Yeah, I'm, he's yes. gonna do something. Great call. That's a great call, John. Real Mitchell is he's little. That's my only concern, right? I mean, one hit and that guy could be knocked out for the season. I, I, yeah, I mean, it, it is what it is. I mean, the East is just kind of mess. Ohio State's going to win it pretty soundly. I, Michigan is just, I, is anybody, does anybody like Jim Harbaugh in life? I mean, no. you know, outside of his wife? Okay. Just make no, sure. Ted does. Ted does. I hope he has a very long story career there and never leaves. Me too. Because you're making a lot of money off of him. Predictable. No, because I don't want Campbell to go there. <laughs> yeah, He's not true. going to Michigan, man. He's not. He's going Ohio. To It'd be real nice to like not to worry about it, though. Yes. You're right. You're right. It would be. First, let's get Iowa State into a conference. All right. With all this realignment stuff. Build Hoiberg. Yeah. Build my, build my statue of Michigan. Yes. I love it. I love it. No, listen, I think your Michigan State under is a really good bet. I'm not a guy. I mean, I don't know how y'all think about this. Um, and again, I've got to, I've got to mention Cyclone Fanatic, DraftKings. Thank you all for sponsoring Wild Rose Casino. Drop that in as a good host. Um, Wild Rose, five and a half Michigan State Spartans. There's absolutely no way they do that. I, I honestly, they conceivably could lose the last seven games of their season. There's no way. That's a really good call, John. I do not like to wrap up my money in futures. Um, I like to have my money to play week to week. Uh, with that being said, um, I am going to let Ted talk about the East, and I'm going to put. Uh, a nice little sum of money on the under Michigan state on my app right now at DraftKings. Ted, yeah. what do you got in the, uh, what do you got in the East? Uh, I'm just going to put a bunch of money on Ohio state going over 11 and not worry about everything else. Cause it's not going to matter. Maybe Penn state under nine. I mean, Rutgers over three and a half is a pretty good bet. Cause the guy who used to win there is their coach now. And I just feel like he'll see he's going to get two that you're not going to think he's going to get. Maybe against Iowa. That'd be fun. Is a degenerate and proud of it. I, my, every time I turn my app on, it says Todd is a degenerate and proud of it. <laughs> um, all right, Brommel Camp, what do you got? We'll wrap up the Big Ten with uh, with you talking a little bit about the East. There's no value in betting anybody other than Ohio State in the East. I mean, you've got to pay such a heavy price on Ohio State, but it's their division. They're going to be there in the college football playoff this year. I don't see them losing a game. Uh, I'm fading Penn State all day, every day. Uh, third straight year, they've got a new offensive coordinator. I'm not a huge James Franklin fan. It's a really big year for him. I think he's he's on a hot seat. He kind of flirted around, uh, maybe trying to get out of there uh, this past offseason. I'm with you on Michigan. I'll fade them. Uh I'll, I'll buy low on, you said Michigan state's five and a half, five and a half. They, I'm, they opened four and a half. I think. Hold on. So I'm, I'm the, looking the, the window. If it was four and a half, I would definitely go over on, on four and a half Michigan state. 
but I maybe missed the opportunity there. And Rutgers, buy low on Rutgers. I'm Greg Schiano, they could pick one off this year. They just have to win four games. Uh, I'll, I'll go over there. The wild card is Indiana. We saw with Indiana last year, they are Michael Penix. If Michael Penix isn't healthy, that is not a nine win football team uh, by any stretch of the imagination. So I, I would almost be tempted to bet right now, Indiana under, and you, you never want to hope that anybody gets injured, but you're one injury away there from, from cashing that ticket in my opinion. Yeah, he is the, he is the team. So updated odds uh, from DraftKings. four and a half is the, t- is the number for Rutgers. So that has gone up, and it's five at Michigan State, and I just bet under. I just bet under. I'm with you, Todd. I don't want to – I wouldn't tie up a huge ton of money. Say you bet Michigan State at five. You don't have a book there. Say they land on five. You've tied up a ton of money all college football season for a push. So find find a hook somewhere and go, go north or south. Yeah. No, that's a good call. That's a good call. Um, and uh, Ted made a good call too. We've been uh, <clears throat> we've been on our horse here, and we covered just the Big Ten. That is absolutely phenomenal. Um, you know, last thing I'll drop is is just everybody. If you can kind of talk about your betting advice, we'll wrap up the Big Ten. Um, I talked about not laying a lot of money on futures, um, much like like Ted. I'm a week to week guy and, and I'm not this big, you got to bet early in the week to get value. I'm sure it's there. I'm sure somebody's got a spreadsheet that says they could do this or that, but the line moves enough too to where you can make your bets Friday and a Saturday morning. I'm more of the guy that likes to wait and get the news and see what's out there because things change from a Tuesday. I don't want to get caught with my, uh, my, my money on the line. And then all of a sudden you got your quarterback out or, you know, it's still Delta variant and COVID. So I'm treating this year very much the same as last year. If I see a number I like early in the week, like this number hasn't moved. I think Nebraska is going to throttle Illinois. It's been at seven. I wouldn't want it to get to seven and a half. I may do something early, but I do not think it's foolish. Like a lot of pundits say out there, it's not foolish to wait, folks. Um, it's your money. Do with what you want. Uh, but I do not think uh, you're making any mistake as a gambler, and you're any less than people that call themselves uh, touts by getting this early money in. Uh, even in the NFL, that's all a bunch of crap. If you like the number better, what about come Sunday morning, so be it, because there's going to be a winner and a loser, and they didn't know any more than you did. So uh, that's my take uh, on that. I think favorite bets – I love that Michigan, Michigan state under, uh, John, just wrap up. How did, how kind of you look at in terms of gambling, especially on football? Uh, I'm a late week guy. I'll be honest. I take a look on Tuesday. Um, but other than that, I mean, i I have a little bit more exposure to some of these guys, especially Iowa state and Iowa on Tuesday. So I'm hearing a little bit on their end with that being said, I don't, bet typically on Iowa and Iowa state just because of that connection and those ties. Um, and and so, you know, I, I look at things Friday night into Saturday morning early, and that's kind of when I'm making my moves. Um, I I'm a big fan of overs and unders. I'm not going to lie. I know you guys are big under guys. I love overs. I love taking overs, especially when we're talking matching on Thursday nights. Um, you know, and so that's kind of where I sit, but otherwise, 
I, I make some late moves and, and just kind of see what shakes out. I, I take, a, take in a lot. I listen to you guys. I listen to Williams when he's chatting about it in the afternoons. Um, so, I mean, I try to soak up as much as possible because I don't always get to immerse myself in the deep dives that maybe some of you guys get to do a little bit more of. Love it. I'm with you too. I'm not, uh, I'm I'll bet an over or an under, I don't care. It's if I like it. Um, and somebody makes a good, good reason. I like trends, uh, a little bit more than the next guy. And also I love laying the lumber in college. I do not mind laying a big number, uh, see Tennessee versus Akron. Uh, by the way, Ted is just absolutely <laughs> hating me for that one. They are going to crush Akron. I know the Mac Akron's terrible. Ted, I know it's going to be hard to dick right in that mind of yours, but talk a little bit too, I, when it I comes mean, to college I, football, I just don't be afraid to embrace the unders. I understand betting the overs is more fun, but like the unders is like, it's just like, I can't really describe it. It's like, it's like, it's like, slowly getting pleasure. Cause like, it's like, the, like everyone wants to root for the long touchdown. Long touchdowns are fun. But have you ever seen a 17 yard field goal in the fourth quarter when you're sweating six points? Like that's the stuff that's really good. And like, you're, you're less disappointed in like the drop touchdown passes. Right. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, that's a good call. Of course my friends call it rooting for failure. Like they say, I'm rooting for failure, which makes me feel bad, but it's fine. And and in Mac action, you just got to know which teams to bet the under like Buffalo last year, the overs went real a lot. So, but yeah, it's just, it's like, it's like, and it's like, I don't know. It's like you're putting intense pressure on yourself. So it's more, more rewarding when the unders hit. Does that make sense? You, you love, yes. You love to put yourself under the freaking pressure cooker. Put the, the, sweat lid on. Is what, the sweat is what makes it fun. That's what I'm going to bet. You're the groom. Of, you're the groom of doom. That's why I'm going to bet four units on this under one win for Kansas. It's 12 weeks of sweat. <laughs> nothing, nothing better than a 70 yard touchdown. Seeing the flag on the field. I'm so angry at Hunter Deckers last year for his one touchdown last year. Cause it cost me the Kansas game. Cause I had Kansas plus the points and Campbell put them over 30. If that touchdown I think I Hunter Deckers is an amazing guy. Sure. He's great. Yeah. Wish they would have he, co- he cost you money though, brother. Mm-hmm. I, I think I remember tweeting out Decker for Heisman after that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just got to embrace and do whatever, do whatever makes you happy. Don't listen to anyone else. If you want to do something that makes you happy, bet it. That's what matters. You're the one watching the game. It's, it's, uh, yeah, believe me. I mean, you can get into this and have a problem easily, but it's, there's so much more fun going on DraftKings and betting on a game than there is just watching it. I'm sorry, there is. Whether it's your team or not. Um, there's so much more fun to doing it. All right, yeah. Todd, we'll wrap up with you. Kind of give us your uh, your take on when it comes gambling uh, college football. Uh, I'm a I'm a middle guy. I love you can you can middle if you start with the under. Interesting. Then bet the over. You can't middle if you go over and you're not scoring any points. So uh, I love start with the under, especially if you feel like a game's going to go a certain way. And then I am not afraid to give up a lot, give up some profit to try to buy back that number once it's dropped, and you uh, you got a shot at maybe making a nice payday there. But uh, I'm with you, Todd. I think uh, it's not the NFL. A double digit number doesn't scare me away in college. I think there's uh, if you do your research and and you know know the programs and you have a really good feel. 
lay the number. Uh, that that's exactly my philosophy on, on football and, and college football in particular. So I'm with Ted team under and, uh, yeah. No, I love it. What do you, the last thing I'll throw in there too, because I really enjoy, I like spending my times on the couch. Um, my wife and kids know that um, they're starting to embrace it more and more with dad. I love looking at second half lines. So really good teams um, way out in front, you know, the Alabamas of the world. Let's just look at that. They don't play in that second half. People will see, Oh my God, they scored 60 points in the first half. You know, the over under is only 40 in the second half. No, bet the under Alabama is going to run the ball, bring in their third string quarterback. I love looking at second half bets in football, especially when I feel like I know the teams um, or, you know, the history, do you guys do any second, Oh yeah, I'm I'm the king of in-game betting. I will bet. Love it. Like, but mine, like I said, like mine's a the degenerate. Like, I I I once had five in-game bets on the Wyoming under. The <laughs> first one started at 45, and the last one got down to 17, and they all five hit. Like, just slowly getting closer and closer. Dude, that's a drunk you night do, you right there. You shouldn't do that. Shouldn't do that, by the way. Bad idea. Do not follow my advice. Just follow my advice from like the initial bet. In-game betting is a slippery slope. It is lose a lot of money. Now, do is. you guys do you guys do like the stupid like nine-game parlays where you sprinkle small amounts on them just for fun? I do every week. I do like a a small one where I do like the five biggest favorites in a day, and this is their money line, and like just okay. try like and like because then my like I'm get like the first top five money lines. Is that like plus one ten? I mean, it's not a big bet, but then you can play a bigger bet. But that ha- that costs you more than you think it does. You know, I I I love throwing together these stupid nine game parlays. I know I'm not going to win just because like you sit there and you miss them by one game, and you can sit there and like really, really Akron, you had to f me over on this one. Come on, guys, what is this? Teasers. Also, teasers. Yeah, service academy unders are an instant bet all the time. They hit like a 76% clip. Don't even know what it is. Yeah. And windy unders, right, Ted? Ted likes the windy unders. That's why I said Wyoming. Yeah. Laramie is a windy ass stadium. Gotta check those weather. Rain, rain and snow have far less impact than wind. Wind is always the deciding factor. People think that you should bet unders on rain and snow, but that's actually the opposite because the offensive player knows where he's going. It's hard for the defender player to stop him in, in rain and snow. I love it. I love it. There's a lot more. And by the way, you mentioned parlays. I'll get into this in the big 12 portion of our podcast, but um, the only time I bet a massive parlay I have found is in uh, soccer. And it's much like, like Ted (laughs) talked about, you get these teams that are so such big favorites and, and it's easy to put nine or 10 in there. And you do draw no bet in soccer, and and it's crazy how much you can win doing it. Um, but I would not. I everybody knows that listens to me. I'm not a multiple parlay guy, two teamer at best. Uh, NFL, I do a ton of teasers in the NFL. I mm-hmm. love teasers in the NFL. That's the only time I'll bet early is when I see that number at you know it's it's at a two and a half, especially the Wong teaser. I've taught about that in the past. We'll get there in a different podcast, but. I love round robin parlays. If you're not doing like a two game round robin parlay, it's a really good thing. We'll hit that on the Big 12. So thank you to Cyclo Fanatic because you put this all together. Take care of us. 
post us, all that stuff. Jared, Chris, love you guys. Love everybody there. Uh, over 1.2 million downloads last year alone of their podcast. So that's Title Nine, Fart, Bloom and Chris, Drunk on Sundays. All of them go into there. Thank you, guys. And, of course, thank you to Wild Rose Casino, the DraftKings Sportsbook up there. I love, love their apps in Bat Rivers and DraftKings. I think they have the two best apps so far. There's another one coming that's going to change the game as well. Um, just a great group up there. Travis Dvorak is the best GM man in the casino business. Uh, he's a legend. So thank you always for um, taking a, a little idiot like me from Des Moines, Iowa, and promoting it and standing behind it. This kind of podcast is what people around the country want to listen to because you all have perspectives. So, uh, John, Todd, thank you so much for doing this. Uh, never even met you in person because of COVID. Can't wait to do that. Um, hopefully we'll be in the stadiums this year. Uh, I'll be on my couch. So if you ever want to stop by, you're welcome. And Ted, man, this is awesome. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a marriage made in heaven. Um, I love doing this with you. You've got awesome perspective and such a great way of doing it. I know it's the first one, but I'm looking forward to many more. So thanks gents. I appreciate that on the big 10. We're going to, we're going to wrap up the Big Ten there, and then we're going to hit the Big 12 next. So give that one a listen, too. Action Fanatics will be back with the Big 12 in our next pod.